Last night was the big football night, the Super Bowl. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs winning against the San Francisco 49ers in overtime. Quite a game, my goodness. And this is relevant to politics for one reason. And that reason's name is Taylor Swift. Of course, MAGA has become strangely and hatefully obsessed with Taylor Swift. Uh, thinking that she's a part of some grand conspiracy theory to help President Joe Biden get reelected, which would be awesome if that was the conspiracy. And it's a story we've been covering for a little while now. It got so much better last night with Joe Biden jumping into the mix and mocking MAGA after the Chiefs won in the best way imaginable. So good, you know, it got under their skin. So I have a video to play for you of Biden last night, first TikTok post of his, and it's Hilarious. First, let me remind you of the absolute brain-melting behavior of MAGA lately. So the context is Taylor Swift, mass pop star, she's currently dating an NFL football player on the Kansas City Chiefs named Travis Kelsey. Kelsey has actually had a record of doing some progressive things like advocating for vaccines, kneeling during the national anthem, being, I guess, Team Kaepernick in that debacle in politics, and then also Swift endorsed Biden in 2020. Then Taylor Swift encouraged more recently her followers to get registered to vote. And that just so bizarrely triggered the first wave of MAGA hate because essentially they wouldn't admit this, but high voter turnout hurts Republicans because the country's actually clearly majority Democratic if a lot of people vote. So getting people registered to vote, then if she potentially endorses Biden too, could be very beneficial to Joe Biden. Then uh, when Swift and Kelsey started to be in the headlines a lot as we approached the Super Bowl, MAGA pundits started to go crazy with conspiracy theories like this. And such, you know, immeasurable amount of followers, she can potentially single-handedly swing voters because of just the amount of fo followers that she potentially can influence. So the answer is yes, Jesse. Yeah, because when she posted the link to the vote.org it's like hundreds of thousands of young taylor swift fans all of a sudden registered to vote i wonder who got to her from the white house or from wherever america's pop star celebrity sweetheart joins forces with the top dog in the nfl playing for the team that's going to the super bowl i mean let's be real here this is bread and circuses on steroids and the way you do that is by taking the most brain dead Low information voters, of course, I'm talking about Swifties, Taylor Swift fans, sort of worship this artist, kind of like at random, right? Like just out of the blue, suddenly Taylor Swift's the most famous person on earth. <laughs> now she's at every NFL game with her boyfriend, who's backed by Bud Light and Pfizer. Travis Kelsey is this guy who also kind of out of the blue became this Big-time celebrity, really rich, really powerful. Why? He's a tight end. He's like a glorified lineman. That doesn't make any sense. Tight ends aren't famous people in football. What are you talking about? What world are we living in? Sure seems planned. Sure seems like something that is, like, concocted in order to accelerate the fame of these two people, get them to the Super Bowl, the largest screens on Earth, get maybe a get maybe like a proposal after the game. This is my, this is what I think is going to happen. There's going to be like some type of proposal at the, after the Super Bowl is rigged for the Chiefs. And then the two of these people become, it's like reach like crazy levels of absolute fame. And then they take all that fame 
that has been given to them by the rotted corporate press media entertainment industry that explicitly backs Democrats. And then they use that in order to try and save Joe Biden. Okay, that last guy, Benny Johnson is his name. Uh, the fact that you think Taylor Swift all of a sudden became really famous in the last few months proves you haven't been paying attention. She's been consistently famous since she was like 16. So I guess a really long op, a long op on the part of Joe Biden. Wow. And we also talked about posts on X like this, the end wokeness account said, what's happening with Taylor Swift is not organic and natural. It's an op. We all feel it. We all know it. Then Laura Loomer said the Democrats Taylor Swift election interference psyop is happening in the open. It's not a coincidence that current and former Biden administration officials are propping up Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yes, they need propping up very badly. Uh, they're going to use Taylor Swift as the poster child for the pro-abortion get out the vote campaign. So we talked about all that in the past, but for anyone who missed it now, you're filled in. Well, a big part of that conspiracy, as you heard, was that Biden is in on this, that Biden and his people were choreographing the whole relationship so that they could be a Kelsey and Swift, that is, in the spotlight and then endorse him. And the whole season was rigged to make the Chiefs win. And a part of these predictions would be that Swift and Kelsey would endorse Joe Biden at the Super Bowl. Obviously, that didn't come true. But Biden posted uh, this video during the Super Bowl to mock MAGA. Chiefs or Niners? Two great quarterbacks. Hard to decide. But if I didn't say I was for the Eagles, then I'd be sleeping alone. My wife's a Philly girl. Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl or the Chiefs just being a good football team? You'd get in trouble if I told you. Trump or Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden. So the guy behind the camera asked, did you rig the season? And Biden said he would get into trouble if he told us, come on, that's priceless. And then after the Chiefs officially won, he posted this on X, just like we drew it up with the dark Brandon photo. Bum, bum, bum. And friend of the show, Josiah from Pondering Politics responded to this on X saying, proud of the president's staff for recognizing how important it is to mock right-wing conspiracy theorists. They deserve contempt, not your respect or patience. And that's exactly it. Mock the absurdity of MAGA by playing into these conspiracy theories. At least sometimes it's hilarious. And I love knowing that he just know at least a portion of MAGA will see these posts and feel like it's an affirmation of their beliefs about this. I told you, Biden admitted it right there, see? They caught him on camera admitting it. <laughs> but if Biden can't make all of these individuals stop being weird, which he can't, and conspiratorial, at least he can entertain us with the funny jabs like that one. Well, Donald Trump is headed into quite the week in the world of his legal troubles, and he's definitely terrified because if these things don't go his way, it would be some pretty major back-to-back -back defeats. I want to bring in a legal analyst, Aaron Parnas, to help break this down, give us the latest, and give us the breakdown of what's going on in these next few days for Trump. Yeah, well, we have two big legal cases on the docket this week for Trump that could potentially blow up his entire 2024 presidential campaign. So the first case is, if you remember, um, Trump claimed that he was immune from criminal prosecution in Jack Smith's January 6th case brought in federal court in D.C. Well, this week or next, we're very close to what is likely to be a Supreme Court decision on whether or not to even 
hear the case. Uh, Trump lost in front of the D.C. Circuit. He then appealed or filed a writ of certiorari in front of the United States Supreme Court. And the justices are holding conference in the coming days and will soon decide whether or not to even discuss uh, or hear argument on whether Trump is appeal. So that's number one, uh, uh, Trump is immune. That's number one. Number two is we're expecting any day now a decision in the major civil fraud trial brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James in New York. So big cases on the docket this week. So for number one, how likely do you think it is that they'll even uh, decide to hear the case? Honestly, 50-50. Like, this is not a case like the what and where Trump may be kicked off the presidential ballot, because there you have legitimate legal issues, legitimate constitutional issues. Here, the argument is pretty clear that Trump is not criminal, immune from criminal prosecution. The D.C. Circuit it was a 3-0 unanimous decision. You had a George H.W. Bush appointee side with three with, with two other Biden appointees in rejecting Trump's argument. I mean, the argument is pretty clear. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the justices in the Supreme Court just say, hey, we don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. The D.C. Circuit opinion was right. Trump is not immune, in which case the uh, district court proceedings, Jack Smith's case goes on further and goes fast. And if they say, hey, we don't even want to hear this, that's the end of this whole attempt, right? Yeah, that, that's it. And what we're looking at is potentially an early July, early to mid-July trial date. Uh, originally, the trial date was scheduled for March, but uh, because of this delay, it got pushed. Um, if they reject it, uh, then you're going to see probably a late June, early July trial date, which means the trial will be done before the election this November. And that is so important. Something I've been talking about a lot on this show, even just polling wise, if this trial can take place and if indeed a conviction is how it concludes, then Trump could be sunk politically because a lot of voters do say, for some reason, I would consider him, even though a lot of this we saw in the open, but I consider him unless there's a conviction that I want to consider him at all. So that could be really devastating to his, uh, to the political side of things for him, but also just in principle, it's so important that the American people see how this case turns out. This of course relates to his attempts to block the peaceful transfer of power before deciding if they're going to put him into office again. I say again, though, really? Do you really need to see how the legal side of things will play out? I feel like you've seen enough. He doesn't have respect for our constitution and democratic process, as was shown by his attempts to block the peaceful transfer of power in 2020 and 2021. Uh, before moving off this subject, I do want you to respond to this clip of Trump during his uh, Supreme Court hearing oral arguments situation in regard to the Colorado kicking Trump off the ballot case, he came out at Mar-a-Lago and had this to say about presidential immunity. Well, I can say presidential immunity, which we'll be talking about because that will be upcoming, is very, very important for a president to have. If a president doesn't have immunity, he really doesn't have a presidency. Uh, he can be, uh, he can be told to do things that he would never do. He can do really bad things for our country. Presidential immunity is imperative. It's going to be very, very important. And I'd rather talk about that next week, but there is nothing more important to a presidency than immunity because they have to be free to make decisions without saying, oh, if I do this or if I do that, as soon as I get out of office, we're going to be indicted. We're going to have trouble. 
And the other party will do that. I think we've seen that. They've done that. There's some very bad people. And you have an opposition party, and they will do things that are very bad. If you don't have immunity, you can be blackmailed. You can be, as a president, they'll say, if you don't do this, this, and this, we're going to indict you as soon as you leave office. You cannot allow a president to be out there without immunity. They don't have immunity. You don't have a presidency. So, Aaron, you've already addressed this a little bit, but uh, every time I hear this, so let me just say for the audience, he's not just talking about presidential immunity for things a president did under their official set of duties like taking military action in a particular country whatever he's saying you just can't be prosecuted if you're a president ever for anything that you did while you were president even if it had nothing to do with your official role respond to that as an argument and he's so beautifully articulated so you're gonna have to really bring a strong reputation Aaron. yeah for sure i mean listen I think Trump thinks presidents, not just presidents, should be immune, but I think Trump thinks he should just be immune for anything and everything he does. I mean, he once said he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and his supporters would still vote for him. This is along that same line. Uh, it's funny, Republicans like Trump claim they're originalists, claim to look back to what the founders thought when they, um, they uh, wrote our Constitution, they wrote the laws. But Nowhere there, nowhere in the Constitution do the words presidential immunity appear. That concept is completely foreign, and it's why a lot of Republicans aren't even defending Trump here. I mean, presidential immunity is such a far-fetched concept. Um, it's one that Nixon didn't assert. It's one that the courts have never even contemplated in the past. And it's one that the D.C. Circuit has uniformly rejected and one that the Supreme Court will, too. And <laughs> he doesn't ever seem to think about whenever he'll say so to make himself not seem so insane he'll say all presidents he doesn't want to just repeatedly say i need presidential immunity i need it because it just seems so desperate so he has to say all presidents need this otherwise the office has no power not really seeming to realize that that would afford to biden things that trump definitely doesn't want would uh give biden power that would be devastating for trump like him saying that he could have blocked a peaceful transfer of power and shouldn't be uh, criminally li uh, criminally liable for that, well, then couldn't Biden just do the same and say, oh, election's off, nope, and you can't prosecute me? Or the exact example given in this case in the appeals court of, are you saying, Trump lawyer, that a president could direct SEAL Team 6 to assassinate their political opponent and would be criminally uh, immune? And if the house didn't impeach and senate didn't convict then the argument from the lawyer was yes so then trump are you saying biden could do that to you it's just it seems crazy on its face um but i know you agree generally and then moving from that one to the fraud case if you put it on a spectrum i guess we don't have to do a number spectrum but explain where you think this one if you had to predict is going to end up in terms of the damages Trump will be hit with? Potentially hundreds of millions. I mean, New York Attorney General Letitia James is asking for over $380 million in damages um, in disgorgement as a result of Trump lying and misrepresenting and the Trump organization misrepresenting to New York authorities. 
I mean, remember this case, Trump was already found liable by Judge Ngoron, the judge overseeing the case early on. Uh, judge Ngoron found that there was no dispute of material fact on summary judgment that Trump did make certain misrepresentations. So the issue here now is really only how much does Trump owe and whether Trump will be able to remain in the industry. And I, I expect that Trump will not only be barred from the industry, um, his associates may too, but he will face a significant, significant penalty that could decimate him personally and decimate the Trump organization professionally. And important to add that comes on top of the already decided cases like the $83.3 million. It's adding up for Trump. Donald Trump delivered an absolutely outrageous and dangerous speech in Conway, South Carolina on Saturday. I was there talking to his supporters, full show viewers and listeners. That segment's coming up. Everyone else, that video should be up on the channel unless you're watching this right when the video comes out. Then give it an hour or two and it will be uploaded. Those conversations with Trump supporters, wild as ever. And we have quite a few moments from this speech to go through, starting with one that's genuinely horrifying to the rest of the world, especially our NATO allies. Take a look. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay, you're delinquent. He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. So they're saying that he'd encourage Russia to attack our NATO allies or do whatever they want with them. And the U.S. want to intervene if they aren't, quote unquote, paying their bills or whatever. Now, of course, he's saying this within the context of what is almost 100% a fake story and is premised on an incorrect idea about NATO. So, of course, NATO is a defensive alliance, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And Article 5 of the treaty necessitates that an attack against one member country is an attack against all of the member countries. And thus, all of NATO goes to war with the country that attacked a member country. So, when Trump starts advertising that the United States may not follow through on its obligations based on treaties we've signed, things can very quickly fall apart. Not to mention encouraging the attack of an ally by Russia because they're not paying enough in his mind. And that gets us to his concept of paying your bills. NATO has payment guidelines and recommendations, but it's just not the way that it works, that there's a required amount they have to pay. Otherwise, they aren't going to be a part of NATO or defended. And by the way, Trump's regular assertion that he's the reason NATO member countries started paying more is silly, given that much of NATO has been consistently increasing their contributions to NATO since 2014, before he was even president. Uh, and then here's more on this from CNN. As with much foreign policy, the Republican front runner radically misunderstood the nature and purpose of this relationship. NATO is not an alliance based on dues. It's the largest military bloc in history formed to face down the Soviet threat based on the collective defense that an attack uh, on one is an attack on all, a principle enshrined in Article 5 of NATO's founding treaty. Its purpose, which suits the U.S. profoundly, the White House invoked Article 5 after 9-11, and since NATO's creation, U.S. might has been often packaged globally as the expression of a dozen strong consensus. NATO helps bolster the U.S.'s ebbing position as the sole hyperpower. Strip away this vast alliance and its diplomatic and economic might, and the U.S. looks quite lonely on the world stage. 
so some dangerous rhetoric there from Trump. Then once again, he either pretends like or accidentally says Obama's the president. I did. And then I hear that they like Obama better. They should like Obama better. You know why? Because he didn't ask for anything. We were like the stupid country of the world, and we're not going to be the stupid country of the world any longer. We're not going to be. Got bad under, under this guy. So he now wants to send them 50, 60 billion dollars. I have to say. And there were multiple instances earlier on where he clearly just had brain glitches and was accidentally calling Biden Obama, or once he said that he ran against Obama in 2016. But then since then, to justify those brain glitches, he's been saying that he does it on purpose because he thinks Obama is really calling the shot, something his supporters say to me constantly, very, very strange. And on him going to great lengths to cover up mistakes he makes, here's him admitting that very fact. They'll put it in, oh, did he say state? They don't have the correction. I never correct because I hate to admit I'm wrong. Then here's him attempting to say the, the word floor, and uh, it doesn't go well. President all the time, and leaving them strewn all over the garage for under his- And of course, it's not a Trump speech without him repeatedly, almost word for word, going through this exact same ramble he says about Xi Jinping, Putin, and others being so smart we're seeing like that and there's never been an embarrassment like that in the history of our country we've never been so embarrassed and that's why putin i believe because i know putin very well very smart very sharp they hate when i say that you know they say oh you call him president xi of china I say very smart man they ask me is he smart i said well let's go a step above that let's say he's a brilliant guy the press goes he called president xi brilliant well Here's a guy who controls 1.4 billion people with an iron fist. Yeah, I'd say he's smart. It's honestly concerning how much of a loop he's on with that rant. The media says he's not smart, but I know he's smart. He, One billion people iron fist. I wish he would love me like my father didn't. And of course, the takeaway from that rant every time is the same. He loves these authoritarian leaders and thinks they're so smart because he wishes he could beat them. That's it, essentially. And then here, Trump appears to assert he's president for all time, even when he's not. People saw those documents. They didn't see the ones we had. We had them locked up and we had Secret Service all the time because I was president all the time. And it's statements like that that lead to his followers outside this very rally saying stuff like this to me. I get different answers to this. Strange. But who's the current president of the United States? Um, I, I, I don't know. Do you have any options? Uh, yeah, the man that's in there. And for all the mocking about Biden's mess ups on the teleprompter, here's Trump really struggling not to read the directions written for him on the teleprompter. We can be energy independent and we can even be energy dominant. And yes, quickly says that President Trump is saying you will be energy dominant very soon. Oof. Ah, yes. Luke says that Trump is a confused mess. Um, and here's Trump bragging about killing the border deal. So on Monday, go vote. Early voting, go vote. Let's not forget that this week we also had another massive victory that every conservative should celebrate. We crushed crooked Joe Biden's disastrous open borders bill. Crushed it.
Mike Johnson did a very good job, and the whole group did a great job in Congress. We crushed. So, of course, he was directing Republican members of Congress to oppose the deal on the border, which was an open borders deal, as he said, but instead the most aggressive bill on the border in our lifetimes. But uh, Trump and Republicans want to run on the border, some of them openly admitting that's the reason they opposed the bill. They want to make these issues as bad as possible so that they can blame Biden for them. Pretty insane. By the way, one note, at these speeches, it's super strange. As I mentioned, we were there. The whole time people are walking out of the event, I'll show videos up next to me. People will wait all day to see Trump, then just wander out midway through. Uh, I never understand. And also, as I was interviewing people, every time Trump would do that strange thing where he randomly raised his voice a bunch of decibels, you just, you never know when he's gonna do it. America's a failing nation. I'd be like, oh, the failing nation part, okay. Now let's keep talking. Oh, the Xi Jinping is everything I wish I could ever be. Part of the speech is going, which I guess is why people leave so quickly. All the speeches are the same, the same rambles over and over. But time and time again, people wait in line just so they can walk out midway through. Everything that the media has said over the years has been proven wrong. Every time somebody starts a legal case against Donald Trump, eventually they lose. Donald Trump repeats that. Oh, sir, sir. $83.3 million dollars he's going to have to pay to E. Jean Carroll. Also, no, you wait a minute. Listen, so, why, why are you supporting a civilly liable so, rapist? Uh, because you're a moron for even saying that. You truly are. You That's have an IQ quite literally the fact. That a judge said a jury found him no, liable for judge, sexual abuse. No, a judge said he is guilty, and we're going to go ahead and move to the. A, you, are you? It's going to be overturned, trust sir. Me, trust me. Save this, sir. When it's overturned, you all look back and go, "I should have been more aware. I shouldn't have believed the bull narrative." Good all right. To you guys. Well, I have much more where that came from to look at with you all in this segment. I was in Conway, South Carolina, this weekend, where Trump was holding a rally. And it's been a while since I've gone to a Trump event to interview his supporters. Had some of you reaching out asking when I was going to go again. So I decided I would make the trek. And as always, it was quite the experience. I have so many different moments with so many different people to play for you. And it will just get more wild as we go along. So stick around for all of it. But we'll stay for a little bit with the same guy that you just heard from. Certainly the border. You know, all the pedophiles up at D.C., they all need to go to Gitmo. Does Trump's close relationship with Epstein bother you at all? Trump and Epstein, here's the deal. Trump has had his picture taken with everybody. The only relationship they had was Trump got his picture taken with Epstein. Trump has been photobombed. Well, he said, oh, Epstein likes him young. Well, yeah, that's, you know, the whole thing. The he's a great thing, friend of mine. Like no, he's not. Yeah. No. <laughs> the whole COVID thing was a scam. Ivermectin. Most of us started taking Ivermectin immediately. I hope not. Yeah, absolutely. It was proven to be not effective for COVID. It is the dumbest thing that I ever heard in my life. Ever? What? Dumbest thing I ever heard in okay. my life. Well, we got to focus in on this then, if it's the dumbest. So what was COVID then? It was fake. COVID was a bioweapon. They actually used HIV and they st stitched it into a coronavirus. To do what? Like, what's the goal there? The reason for the HIV, well, the whole thing was to lock down the country. To? For... The leftards to try to take over the country. Leftards? Yes, the leftards. You know, I talk about a lot on this show, and lots of people in American politics point out the cultish nature of MAGA. But of course, the hardcore supporters of Trump don't believe that to be a fair reflection of their support for him. Some of them in interviews have said, 
Essentially, yeah, we're in a cult, but who cares? But most of them don't feel that way, which is strange given that sometimes my questions and their answers to those questions upon any reflection on their part would prove to them that they're in an anti-democratic movement that has cult-like devotion to the leader. And would you support somebody if they called for the termination of the Constitution? No. Can I show you something? Because I'm shocked that so many people don't know about this. On True Social, this is from Trump's True Social, because of his belief that the election was stolen, he said a massive fraud of this type of magnitude allows for the that's, termination that's fake news. of all rules, regulations, that's and articles. Don't believe in it. You don't believe that? No, I don't believe that right there. Even though he sent it out on True Social? That's not true, though. Still up on his account? No, that's not true. That somebody made a fake thing. Okay. Have a good day. Would you rather four years of dictator Trump or four years of democratically elected Joe Biden? Dictator Trump! Very unfortunate stuff there. And interestingly, that last supporter that you heard from very quickly was not happy that I even dared to ask the question and had more to say on the matter. Dictator Trump! And it's in the end, that's a, that's a lie. You're a liar. It's the first day, he said, I'll be a, a dictator for one day to put in the border and uh, one other thing. You're a liar. Drill, baby, drill. You're part, you're part of... You're part of the, the media, a baby media turkey. You are, right there. They, wow, that was explosive. Well, in, in training, in training. Good job. Apply to CNN, MSNBC. You're great. Very good. I feel insulted. Then if you thought we were ready to move on from her, we're not. Later, like an hour later, she saw that I was still there and had even more to say. And this time, she wanted to be the one interviewing me. Oh, yes. This will be fun. All right, I'm ready. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> hey, What's one bad thing about Biden? Do you know the inflation? He's a crook. He a crook. is. He, he like is, the guy who's been indicted four times? Come, come on, not convicted. Uh, uh, okay, he's a crook. He stole money from countries left and right and made business deals to get. Okay, he set up Donald his own Trump son. received okay. millions from foreign governments while he was president. He doesn't take his businesses. money. He doesn't take his salary. Hey, big news. He's a LGBTQ. Hey, I, I love LGBTQ people. Do you believe in the uh, transgender? Library story hours for children. I think they're called drag queen story hours. Right. Which is different than transgender. And they dress up demonically. So would you say you're you're motivated uh, to protect the kids? Absolutely. And so are you concerned with the leading cause of death for children being firearms and Trump doesn't want to do anything about that? Your leading cause of, of uh, death for children is abortion. Do your homework. If we, if we only talk about people who have been born, the leading cause of death for children is firearms. And this guy just spoke yesterday at the NRA convention. We could do common sense gun reforms that could protect lives, save those beautiful children you're talking about. But instead, we're all focused on being distracted by drag queen story hour, really? And of course, it's not a Trump rally without conspiracy theories about January 6th. Was not an insurrection. What was it? Uh, it was an overthrow of the government, yeah. in my opinion. By Trump supporters? Absolutely not. Who was overthrowing the government? Well, they were in there trying to uh, make a, 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 a fake, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the word, the election, was, was they were trying to make it. Certifying it? Yes. Okay. And he didn't win. They, they were trying to falsify it, get it all through before anybody did anything. My opinion. 
So then, who who stormed the Capitol? Huh? Who stormed the Capitol? Well, there were some CIA agents in there, from what I understand. So then the CIA agents were storming the Capitol to stop the certification of Biden's election? No, to make it look like Biden's people did it. Trump's people did it, yeah. And, and I think that there were a lot of um, Antifa infiltrators and some FBI. Then this next moment is so telling. I ask a supporter why he supports Trump. He says we have to stop what the Democrats are doing to the country. I say like what? He says all the stuff. I say like lowering prescription drug costs. He says, I'm done with this interview. Because we need to save this country that's getting thrown away. What is making it thrown away? Democrats. Doing what? Everything they're doing. The Inflation Reduction Act, lowering prescription drug costs. Yeah. Take care. Oh. And then before I show you this one hopeful and wonderful aspect of this event, I want to quickly say I'll be playing more moments from this rally, moments that you haven't yet seen on the bonus show, which you can get access to by going to lukebeasleyshow.com slash membership. There's a link in the description. Support the show, get exclusive content, the daily bonus show. Also like, subscribe, comment, you know, all the normal things. Let me know what you thought of these conversations in the comments. And I always forget to plug, but I'll do it now. LukeBeasleyMerch.com if you want to get yourself some show merch. And I'll end this video on this incredible moment. Yeah, Bill. And I was involved in the mega cult. And if it wasn't for Luke Beasley's podcast, because listening to him helped me get out. Seriously. Thank you, Luke Beasley.